0: self-awareness is so important in brain injury recovery because it is invisible. Nobody else can see what is going on inside of your head. And you have to learn how to be self-aware and recognize when you're having symptoms, recognize when you might need some rest, recognize what's going on when you have a headache, what your brain and body needs. Learn your tells, pay attention and try to learn when your symptoms might start to flare up because nobody else can see that. Your caregiver that's really close to you and knows you super well, they might be able to see when your symptoms are flaring up because they know you well, but most people won't be able to tell. So you have to learn how to become self-aware in order to self-advocate. There is always hope, and you are not alone. Hi, I'm Christabel Braden, and this is my brain injury podcast, Hope Survives. Here we share information, education, and support for the brain injury community. This is an uplifting podcast to bring hope to your darkest days. As a survivor of traumatic brain injury and multiple concussions, I know what it's like to struggle to find hope. I don't want anyone to feel as alone as I did, and that's why I started my online community called Hope After Head Injury. This podcast is an extension of that, and I'd love to invite you to join along as we explore the realities of life with brain injury with messages of encouragement, interviews with doctors and professionals and survivor stories no matter where you're at on your journey there is always hope with a little hope you can Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Hope Survives Podcast. Today's episode is going to be fun. It's just me. <laughs> so it's not an interview, but sort of. A couple weeks ago, I did a Q&A session on the Hope After Head Injury Instagram page. And there was one question that was asked that I thought warranted a longer answer um, than I could just do in a couple Instagram story slides. And that's the question that I will be answering today that we're going to talk about that I hope will encourage you and bring you some hope because that's the point of this podcast. My heart and my soul and my goal with what we're doing here is to give you tools, emotional tools, practical tools, encouragement, and direct you to figuring out how you can move forward and find tangible hope in your brain injury recovery. I started Hope After Head Injury 10 years ago, and it has grown into a global online support community. You can get involved and check out more of the online resources we have available at HopeAfterHeadInjury.com. Connect with survivors, caregivers, and family members through our Zoom meetings, our Facebook support group, or the Brain Injury Bible Study group. I remember what it's like to feel so alone with brain injury, and my goal with these groups is for you to know that you are not alone and to be able to connect with others going through similar circumstances. We are in this together. Now, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and remind you that this podcast is for education and informational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. If you need specific medical advice, please consult your physician. Now, thanks for listening and let's get on with the show. So you may be wondering, what is the question that we're going to be answering today? And the question that was asked was, what are some signs to realize you are staying healthy and making progress or spiraling? I thought this was a great question. And so there are a couple different directions that we could go. And when I originally answered this on Instagram, I zeroed in on kind of the understanding of self-awareness. And I think that's where we're going to go today, but I'm also going to take it a lot further than could just be shared on a couple Instagram stories. So what are some signs to realize you're staying healthy and making progress? Now we're going to talk on the bigger picture I decided to title this episode something along the lines of how to grow in self-awareness and guide your recovery because it's really important to be able to know what you need on your personal recovery. If you are a brain injury survivor, having self-awareness may not be the most natural thing for you. Sometimes that is impaired when you have a TBI. Sometimes you have more difficulty connecting to yourself, more difficulty connecting to others, more difficulty connecting to your memories and your personality, and more difficulty understanding your own symptoms. It's not always easy to know where you are at on a given day. And it takes time. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But if you are a loved one, if your family member or friend or significant other is a survivor, and that's why you're listening today, I hope that this can encourage you and give you maybe a little bit of an insight into how you can help your loved one grow in self-awareness. Similarly, if you're a practitioner listening to this, I know we do have a couple that tune in, at least that I know about. Um, I hope that this episode helps you to encourage and empower your patients on how to grow in self-awareness in their own recovery. So, The reason that my mind went to self-awareness when I read this question, the question again being what are some signs to realize you're staying healthy and making progress or spiraling, I did not always have self-awareness with my symptoms. I wasn't always aware of when I would have headaches. A lot of times my mom would notice that I was off, quote-unquote off, I often use that term because it's not always easy to pinpoint exactly what it is. But there are a lot of times my mom would notice that I was having symptoms before I did. She would notice that I had a headache before I did. And she would ask me, do you have a headache? And then I would be like, oh, yeah, I do. Or she would say, is this noise bothering you? Or the lights bothering you? She would be able to be a little bit more clued in, easier than... I could for myself. Over the years of living with brain injury, it has improved a lot. But when you can learn how to listen to your brain and your body's needs, and you learn when you need to rest, or when you need to push through, If you have a little bit more of a sense of what's going on in your own symptoms, you're more empowered. If you can feel when you have a headache, if you can kind of be aware of when your symptoms are starting to flare up, I think that is a really, really good sign to know that you are improving and making progress. Something that I would highly recommend is keeping a journal of your symptoms, or of your progress that you notice you're making. And so if you, it it doesn't have to be deep or fancy, but just even some bullet points on how you're feeling each day. Something that I have recently started doing in my own recovery is logging my food, because I'm working with a functional nutritionist who is helping me to identify Uh, the foods I'm eating. And if I can realize that I'm not feeling right, and then I look at the food that I had eaten, I started to notice a trend and triggers. Every time I would have sugar, I would have a headache the next day. Every single time. And so now I know sugar is a headache trigger for me. It probably is for a lot of us. But I didn't really know that before because sugars are hidden in so many things. I'm not... You know, it's, there's just, so once I started to reduce my sugar, every time I would have sugar, I'm like, wait, that is directly causing a headache. And so, you know, that has been really helpful to learn for me. So keeping like a a symptom log, a journal, you can write down the foods that you ate if you are able to, some days you might not feel up to it, but you know just a general outline of what's going on in your recovery and that can kind of help you to look back because it's not always easy to remember how you were feeling. I know like if I sit here and I'm like how was I feeling last week? I can't really pinpoint the details of how I felt each day. You know, you might want to write down something like, "Oh, I I had energy in the morning, but by the time 1 p.m. rolled around, I crashed, and I had, I was too tired, and I couldn't keep going. You know, being aware of your energy window is very important. There was a time that I had about a four-hour energy window, your battery, so to say, and that's all I had was four hours. And so I would have to plan out what I did during those four hours and realize, you know what? I only have a certain amount of time that I feel like I have energy to be creative or, you know, to do chores or to do the dishes or to do things that I need to do and want to do. And after that, I'm going to have a lot harder time. And so prioritizing really only works when you are more aware of where your particular limits are. Last week, On last week's episode, Dr. Schmo talked with us about how to kind of check in with yourself, and he gave a lot of very specific examples on your autonomic system, on your vestibular system, on your vision, on your neck, and he walked us through how exactly to check in with yourself. I'm not talking about that here today um, because that's a little bit too much uh, for me to always comprehend. And, you know, now where I'm at now, like those medical things are going to be really helpful. And I hope that there were some tools in last week's episode that you can take and use. But just to, I'm just at this point, just talking about a general awareness of your symptoms. If you can learn to recognize when you're feeling off and out of it on the early stages and realize when you're starting to flare up that will help you overall to be able to be more self-aware it'll it can improve your relationships cuz sometimes if you push yourself too hard you end up being angry or irritable and um if you're like me <laughs> and you don't always say the right things um you can hurt people's feelings and you don't mean to. But sometimes when you're just so overtired, you just can't control your emotions. If that's you, (laughs) I know that I empathize and I know that that's not the easiest thing to do. But if you can grow in self-awareness and to learn in the early stages of when you are feeling out of it, that will help you to recognize when you need to take a step back, when you need to take a rest, when you need to maybe remove yourself from a situation or add a coping mechanism like a hat or earplugs or something that noise-canceling headphones, something that will help you to tolerate your environment a little bit better. And that goes to when realizing your triggers? Is it your environment? Are you struggling with the noise? Is there a really loud air conditioner that is making it hard for you to concentrate? Is there music in the background? Is, are you in a noisy restaurant? Or, you know, is there a lot of noise? Is there a lawnmower going on outside? Or is it visual? Is there a light that's shining directly down over your eyes? I have a really hard time with like directly overhead lights. Fluorescent lights are really hard for me. We have a one of those lamps that hangs down um, above our kitchen table. And when I sit at the table, I have a hard time because the light is right above my eyes. So I will often wear hats with a brim to kind of help me to tolerate that a bit better. But I really have an issue with lights above me. I don't seem to have as many problems with lamps, That might be across from me. But for some reason, the light above that's like shining right down over my eyes, causes me to feel really out of it. And I've learned that over time about myself. And now a hat is a coping mechanism I use every single day. And it has saved me in a lot of social situations, I don't get as irritable, I don't get as overwhelmed. Sometimes I would just shut down But when I wear a hat, I actually feel better because my eyes aren't hurting and my brain isn't having to process so much light and so much visual stimulation. So learning how to recognize kind of what's going on will help you to be more self-aware and will help you to recognize when you need to take a step back and when you need to slow down. So... Back to our question, what are some signs to realize you're staying healthy and making progress? I think being self-aware and having self-awareness is a really good sign. It's a great sign that you are growing and you are improving in your brain injury journey. Even if it's just one thing that you notice, you're a little bit more self-aware on your recovery than before. So that is really Really, kind of the crux of it for me. I also think some other signs to recognize that you're making progress, besides keeping a journal and being more self aware, is also just the way that your interactions are with other people. I notice that when I'm really out of it, I second guess my reactions with others. I feel really overwhelmed. I am forgetting stuff. I'm forgetting to text people back. I feel like I'm constantly just letting everybody down. And I feel like I'm struggling with controlling my emotions with others. I feel like I'm struggling with social cues. I, you know, there's, there's a lot of um, those kind of things you have to work through. And some of those times you're not aware of them. And, you know, you're like, why is everyone constantly getting mad at me? <laughs> and I'll just put in a caveat you might not be around the right people. That's for you and your personal doctors and therapists to determine. There I'm not going to make any broad generalizations here, but um yeah, it's just like how are your conversations going with the people around you? I think, you know, the times I realize that I am making progress, I am feeling more fulfilled in my relationships. I feel like I'm able to connect a little bit more. I feel like I'm growing. You know, it's not about perfection. It's about progress. It's about growing and moving forward. I also think that another sign to realize you're making progress is how are you sleeping? Your sleep is super, super important. We've talked about this on previous episodes. Sleep is when your brain takes its time to clean up from the day. Detox. You know, sleep is extremely important on your TBI recovery. Everyone needs good sleep, but especially a brain injury survivor. Sleep is extremely important. So I think if you can work on your sleep, if you have difficulty sleeping, I like I did. I had to take a certain medication to sleep. It's okay. You know, you have to work with your doctor and find what fits you. But growing in your sleep hygiene practices, which we talked about a couple episodes back, Dr. Roy Wilkins came on and did two episodes on sleep. Let me just pull up the podcast so I can tell you which numbers they are if you want to go back and listen to them. Sleep hygiene is just like your habits before bed, and it makes a really big difference in your quality of sleep and probably your quantity as well. All right. Uh, episodes 48 and 49 are both about sleep and so if that is something you're struggling with I highly recommend going back and checking that out but yeah sleep is something how are you eating you know paying attention to your nutrition and I find that when I am staying healthy and making progress I am making better choices day by day you know I I'm choosing to eat what's healthier for me. I'm choosing to have better sleep hygiene, not be on my phone late at night. Now, the other side, how do you know when you're... The other part of this question is how do you know when you're spiraling? (laughs) And that's the other side. I'm not always aware of it. And then that's the thing, right? Self-awareness. I'm not always aware of it. But when I find myself staying on my phone late at night over and over again even though I know it's bad for my brain when I find myself eating foods that I know are not good for me and just doing it, even though I know I shouldn't, but I'm just like when it, and I'm not talking about a one-off situation. There's always going to be one-off situations. I'm talking about daily habits. If you find yourself every single day, like doing things that you know are going to make your brain worse, like self-sabotaging in a sense, I know that's when I'm spiraling Like, I know that I need to exercise even a little bit and I shouldn't be, you know, eating so much um, foods that are not good for me. And I know I shouldn't be staying up so late, but I keep doing it over and over again. Those are habits that uh, are not good for my brain injury. And I know it, but yet I'm still doing the things that I know that I shouldn't do. And that's something I've had to talk to my therapist about. I have these self-sabotaging, what do they call it? Habits, I guess. And I will get into a funk and I'll get into cycles where I feel like I'm spiraling and, you know, my symptoms keep getting worse and like, I feel like I'm just drowning. And every single day, you know, I'm just like, I just can't do this. And I start to lose motivation. Now, That's me personally where I am at now in my recovery. Earlier on in the brain injury journey, every single day my symptoms were really, really heavy. So if you are in an early stage of brain injury, focusing on self-awareness, focusing on growing in things that you can do to help your symptoms on a daily basis, that's where you kind of want to be. And so for me personally when I, I'm doing things that are anti what I know I want to do and need to do. That's when I start to spiral. Um, And so when you are, you know, just every single day, your mental health is tanking, and you are feeling just overwhelmed all the time. And maybe you felt that way ever since you had your TBI. And if that's the case, I just want to give you a hug and let you know that it's okay to feel that way. I spent the first like four or five years just every single day, just struggling every single day. So you might hear me talking and be like, wow, like I'm not anywhere near that. But remember, I'm almost 15 years from my first TBI. I've had a lot of practice of living with a brain injury. So I love that quote that says, don't ever compare your beginning to somebody else's middle think that's important to keep in mind. So you have to learn and become self-aware as to what are the things that you start to do when you start to spiral. What are the triggers for your mental health? What are the things that cause you to be anxious? What are the things that cause some of those bad habits to pop up? You know, you're the only one who's going to know that for yourself. Or if you're a caregiver, you might be able to see it in your survivor. My mom can see it. You know, she's always been able to help me when I start to feel like I'm spiraling. And sometimes that means that she steps in and does stuff for me. Now, I say sometimes, most of the time. And I know that my mom has done so much more for me than I even would realize on my brain injury recovery journey because, um, you know, she's, she took on the role of caregiver. So I know that there are a lot of things that she has done for me that I wasn't even always aware of. And we've had a couple episodes that she's come on the podcast and talked. She was here back on episode 56. So if you want to go back and hear from my mom, we talked about empowered hope and lessons learned from TBI on both the caregiver and the survivor side. But yeah, so if you start to find yourself just like spiraling and your mental health is just tanking every single day, and you just feel like you're drowning, I would encourage you to step back and try and practice some of the self-awareness. Think, what does my brain need today? What does my body need? Do I need to just give myself some mental space? Do I need to pull something off of my schedule? Do I need to give myself permission to leave dirty dishes in the sink? Do I need to give myself permission to leave dirty laundry? You know, sometimes not everything's going to get done. And if you push yourself too hard, it'll, it might get too overwhelming. And so What do you need to do in those moments? What does your body need? And recognizing when you might need to make a shift in your recovery. Perhaps your vision has always bothered you, but you've never been able to find the right therapist or the right doctor to take it seriously or to help you. And I'm here to encourage you, keep searching. If you need help, you can always email me I'll try my best to connect anybody with whoever they can. Good recommendation if you're in the United States is finding your statewide brain injury organization. I'm in the state of Pennsylvania, and we have something called a brain injury resource line. If you go to biapa.org, you can call the number, leave a message, and say, hey, I'm looking for this, 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 and they'll call you back with the resources. And so your local brain injury association, wherever you're at, might be able to connect you to local resources. But, you know, you could also try Google search. I highly recommend if you're going to find a new practitioner, find someone who's up on current concussion research. You know, you got to field your... Is that, the right, is that the right term to field your practitioner? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the right phrase. But, you know, you can... Um, question somebody you don't you're not always gonna be the perfect fit with every doctor you got to find the right fit for you and it's okay to ask them you know when you call their office hey do th- have they had experience with other people with concussions or traumatic brain injuries like this have they had positive results with other patients are they up on current research you know you want to talk to them because the brain injury research has changed so much in the last 10 years the protocol is completely different for concussions. It used to be rest and do nothing. Now they realize that kind of makes you worse. And the protocol is different now. And so you want to be seeing a doctor or a therapist that is up on current research practices for brain injury. And, you know, I I had my first TBI in 2007. And, I'm just this year still figuring out new things about my recovery and finding new treatments. And it has been wonderful to realize how far it's come. So, you know, I hope the podcast has been able to help you find practitioners or find resources or about different types of therapies you might not have known about. So, yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of everything I wanted to say today about self-awareness and growing in self-awareness is huge for your brain injury recovery because, now this is important, self-awareness is so important in brain injury recovery because it is invisible. Nobody else can see what is going on inside of your head. And you have to learn how to be self-aware and recognize when you're having symptoms, recognize when you might need some rest, recognize what's going on when you have a headache, when, you know, what your brain and body needs. Learn your tells, you know, pay attention and try to learn when your symptoms might start to flare up because nobody else can see that. Your caregiver that's really close to you and knows you super well, they might be able to see when your symptoms are flaring up because they know you well. But most people won't be able to tell. So you have to learn how to become self-aware in order to self-advocate. And you have to advocate for yourself and your brain injury recovery because they can't see it. It's not like a body injury, like an ankle that swells up. You know, any doctor, you can walk into a doctor's office and you have a sprained ankle or sprained knee. They can look at it and be like, wow, that's really swollen. And, you know, they can treat it. But you walk into a doctor's office with a brain injury and you look just like anybody else on the street. You know, they they can't always tell what's going on. And so the more that you can grow in self-awareness, the more you're going to be able to guide your recovery down the right path. You're going to be able to recognize what you need, or maybe you you could recognize what you're struggling with and realize what you are lacking in. And that takes a whole other form of awareness is to realize, hey, I'm not able to do this. I'm not able to do that right now, but I want to. So what do I need to do to get from point A to point B? And And being able to do some research listening to podcasts like this. So I hope this has been encouraging. Please feel free to reach out to me anytime. My email is Christabel at hopeafterheadinjury.com. You can connect with us at Hope After Head Injury on Instagram and Facebook, our Facebook support group. Also, our Zoom support groups happen once a month. All the information's on the website. So yeah, I'd love to connect with you more and just know that this is something that we're growing in. I'm still growing in how to be more self-aware. So Don't ever give up, especially if you feel like you're struggling. You're not alone, okay? We can do this. We can grow and improve together. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hope Survives Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned as more episodes will be coming each week. And check out hopeafterheadinjury.com for more. I'll see you next time. And remember, there's always hope.